With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. I didn't think of it that way of risking your life going to work. But seeing my colleagues pass away in our own ICU, it's just heartbreaking. Please stick with us for a while and just make our lives a little bit easier. And then we can all be together again. Behind every case, there's a story. Protect yourself and each other. Be antiviral. Hear more at antiviralireland.com. Supported by the Government of Ireland. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to series two of the podcast. So my next guest is somebody who I became Instagram friends with at the beginning of the year when I was going through a bit of a weird time with my body and I was trying to get out of that headspace as quick as possible. And she had already conquered this. So I sent her a lot of voice notes on the matter, rambly voice notes, my favorite thing. And she actually responded pretty quickly with nothing but kindness, advice and support. Um, And honestly, thanks to her, I think I got there pretty quickly and I just accepted that, uh, well, we'll talk about what the acceptance uh, that ensued. Hayley Madigan is an ex-bikini competitor and she was a pretty good one at that. Over the course of a few short years, she won five shows, which in case you don't know, it's incredibly hard to win one. So five is pretty bloody impressive. But she bowed out when she realized that her relationship with herself and her body was becoming increasingly unhealthy. And now she shouts and screams on her Instagram account daily that there is much more to life than just looking good, feeling good is actually far more important. If you do not follow her page already, do it right now and then come straight back to this episode because it is time to talk to Hayley. (laughs) Hi, darling. Hi, my lovely. That is literally the most nicest welcome I've ever had. So thank you. Oh, I'm doing quite well with the intro because everyone I've spoken to so far is like, that was such a good intro. I'm like, oh, I love it. Just pick me up. I feel really good now. Well, there's a reason why, like, obviously, I put people forward Mm. that I want to have on the podcast. Yeah. And my... um, 
um, publishers put people forward that they want me to have on the podcast, <laughs> you know, and I do have to listen because they are funding it. Um, and we kind of try and find a really good middle ground. Yeah. And you were somebody who, as you know, from the first voice note ever, ever sent you, who I... Um, think it is so incredibly important that um, women listen to you where you started, what you've been through and where you are now. Um, yeah. Whether or not they compete is regardless. Um, and I just am so happy that you're here, really. Oh, bless you. That's amazing to listen to you. And and from your perspective as well and your experience, mm. and I think we're relating to every single female out there. Of course. We put so much pressure on ourselves to look a certain way. And then when we achieve that, we're like, oh, do I need to maintain this figure? Yeah. This is completely unsustainable. It gets confusing, you know, yeah. human psychology of, I mean, self-sabotage, but also <laughs> then the pressure that you put on yourself and, and then also having something define you. I mean, we can talk about all of it, but yeah. let's start from the very beginning. And I would really like you to talk about how you got started in the competing world in, in the first place, of course. how your journey um, began, and then we'll go from there. Brilliant. So um, long, long story short, I started kind of weight training when I was 14 I was really oh, young wow. I know such Jealous. a baby I was tiny though naturally really skinny so I was yeah. like dad I really don't like my arms my arms are really skinny and he had a kind of a gym a little a little dad built gym in the <laughs> in the front room so I was like dad can you show me how to build my shoulders we would do some like lat raise and then some how dumbbell funny, press though. I mean what at the age of 14 possess you to want shoulders <laughs> I know I was I obviously just liked the sculpture of, of arms like I found it attractive in females obviously as well as males but I, tr- I found it attractive in females <laughs> <laughs> that we had like a sculpture to build and um like I liked broad shoulders and I liked the fact that to be fair, it probably stemmed from being bullied at school in terms of I was being too skinny. Ah, oh, you're a twig. Yes. Oh, you're really skinny. I'm like, I played competitive football, so I was really active. And I we was really like, can't win right from the no, off. Honestly, you're something just, right from yeah, the off. Exactly. All of us will get um, name calling at one stage. So I kind of probably stemmed from that. And watching my dad build his muscles as much as he could, it kind of thought, okay, I'll give this a go. So I've always been into weight training. I've always been into fitness. I studied sports exercise science at uni. And then I was a P teacher for four years. So I was always around fitness as a PT. Kind of started my PT business straight after uni, which was eight years ago now. I'm kind of feeling the age. Um, And then I was approached by a lady in the gym and she said, you should really be kind of going into bodybuilding and thinking about maybe competing. And I was like, no, 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 thank you. That's all most of the time from what I knew was usually anabolic steroids. Of course, that's what a lot of people yeah. think. They so think I was competing, like, bodybuilding. You say the term bodybuilder. I'm a bodybuilder. Yeah, yeah exactly. You're a bodybuilder. Yeah. Anybody who lifts weights to build muscle is a bodybuilder. Yeah, we're building you, our bodies. Yeah, but you hear like, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger yeah. in a wig and you shy away from it. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, no, no, thanks. And then she said, no, I actually compete in natural bodybuilding federations. And I was like, okay, what's this? I have a little dive into it further. And then during that time, I was going through a really bad breakup. So I was like, okay, I need something to focus Breakups on. Make bodybuilders. Honestly, it's brilliant. <laughs> it's a breakup, going so to the true. gym, you're like, damn, I'm a new woman. Oh, you get in the best this? shape of your life. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> fantastic. I, I don't want to go through it again, but still. <laughs> oh my God, don't. Like, the trauma you go through when you go through that first heartbreak is like, oh, well, that can never happen again. Yeah, exactly. And then at least you can use that as energy into the gym, which yeah. I did. Um, and so I looked into natural bodybuilding and I was almost like, okay, if it's natural, the people that I'm going to be up against are going to be similar build to me. Mm-hmm. And let's just go for it. So I had a strict 12-week prep. 
And to be fair, the first prep was fine. I was on a lovely 1,800 calories. Are you joking? No. I was. I don't but do know, you know how, how many people would honest, kill to prep on that Honestly, number. I can't prep on it now. Like, even, like, figure <laughs> I know. can't prep on it. Like, that's know. amazing. 1,800, and I was like, wow. Because my body had never experienced a diet. A deficit, yeah. Never really bothered to, di- uh, to, to have a deficit. I always did those stupid low-carb or carb cycling. For me, that was just awful because yeah. with carb cycling, I didn't actually do it properly. I just thought I was low carb. Yeah. (laughs) And then I was always kind of watching what I was eating and then realistically ate in a surplus pretty much every day and just trained hard. But I never really had a goal until this moment arrived. I thought, okay, let's give it all. And I gave it all. I was weighing peanut butter to the five grams. Oh, you've got to. Uh, Exactly. You know, even just for peace of mind to know that if you get up on there, you've done everything you could do and it doesn't matter more than anything, I think. But you don't realize that until after. Yeah, of course. By the way, I haven't competed. I can, I can kind of compare same. and contrast the fitness shoots to Honestly, that. it's exactly the same. Yeah. All I did was get up on stage and you took some pictures exactly yeah. the same. Yeah, yeah. They took pictures of me. I couldn't, I couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't go on stage. I just love to pose. I just can't do it. But carry on, carry on. <laughs> I actually, that was the one part I do miss is the posing. I do like I hear to that a lot. be on stage because everyone is looking at you and, and not like thinking, oh my God, look at her. You're almost like, I'm I'm showing off, but in, in a confident manner and not an, an arrogant way. That is one side of it that a lot of competitors that I, female competitors that I know say that they enjoy the most that they didn't really expect to or they miss the most when they stop is yeah. strutting out on stage and basically being complete like you're forced to be confident in yourself <laughs> and and they love it and and I think um I actually think that is a part of it that is is really brilliant for women and yes, and definitely. this is this is why I wanted to come to next with you so let's pause mm-hmm. and talk me through your preps, um, you know, obviously you, you talk about your first one, but talk me through them just generally. What did they look like in terms of your your diet and your training? What does it really call for yeah. if you want to get stage lean? So my first one was a bit of a fluke. The rest of them were extreme diets. And I will give my last as an example. I was on 800 calories a day. Yeah. Yeah. This is this is the, the more likelihood of uh, hardcore dieting. I was But on... especially when you've been doing it for a while exactly. and your metabolism my, and you yeah. have no choice. But my to body go that just way. hated me. My mind hated me. I I hated everything about it. But we'll talk about that later. Um, so 800 calories. I was doing 45 to an hour, um, 45 minutes to an hour on the stepper in the morning. And I was still a secondary school teacher at this stage. So then I would then walk to work, do a whole day at work, walk back home. I was walking everywhere. Mm. And then I would walk again to the gym and do a weight training session. And that was pretty much seven days a week. So you do your, your cardio and then you yep. do your active day, which is where you're going to burn the most calories anyway. Exactly. And then you go back and you do your weightlifting. Yeah. So by the time, by the time you've done that every single day for a few weeks, for you at can least imagine. it was sixteen to twenty weeks because yeah. it was a longer term prep. Because yeah. obviously my body was just. And you hope that you won't have to get your calories that low. Yeah. But it is what it is. When you when you set your your level somewhere, it's yeah. set. And yeah. You do. I mean, I don't. I didn't start at eight hundred. It kind of ended up there. Yeah. Um, we always started around sixteen hundred, but. In my mind, obviously, I was a coach too. However, I was not as much educated as I am now in terms of how bad a low-calorie diet can be for your body. So this is what I wanted to ask you. Um, Were you on a meal plan or were you on a macro plan? Were you tracking? So during the three years I competed, I did several different ways. Yeah. For myself, I started to coach myself and obviously I let a few foods slip because I was like, ooh, 
It's leg day. Oh, lucky charms. <laughs> yeah, I was marshmallows. It's fine, I trained legs. It's today. fine, I trained legs. I used so much energy. I'm going to eat all the carbs. And then I kind of thought, okay, this is not working. And I, I told myself the last time I was going to compete, I was going to get a coach that was actually going to be really strict with me. And I was on a meal plan. Mm. I couldn't even have protein bars. Did they give you the numbers as well or did they yeah. just give you the meal plan? Yeah, so both. So it was both. the numbers right. and then I could see. But it was almost funny. At one stage, I was thinking I could have a tuna salad for lunch. And the salad was 25 grams of carbs. And I was like, there's no 25 grams of carbs in lettuce. I was like, I could, I could change this, but I didn't. I just yeah. had the tuna salad. Half an hour later, I was ravenous, and I was like, "Okay, that's when the point would the afternoon nap would happen." Oh, always <laughs> when you and this is it doesn't matter if you're talking about a stage lean or anything. You know, if you go through a fat loss phase, you go through a fat loss phase, and yeah. as your body does start to burn into fat for fuel, you will find that not only do you become more, 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 more hungry, um, because obviously, you know, your your body is telling you stop. I, I yeah. need, I want to keep this. This is this is important to me um, for my survival. But also, obviously, your body then starts to conserve energy. It will fight you on it in, in, in numerous ways. And one of them is to basically force you to be more sedentary. So you will actually start to feel more lethargic. You, The afternoon nap will be a thing. A lot of people I know tend to find, and even me, when I'm in a fat loss phase, I have to train in the morning. Yeah. Oh, because gosh, as the yeah. day goes on, my body, Just... my body is like, nope, 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 nope. <laughs> and that makes sense as well because, you know, when you wake up, that's when your, your body basically is literally waking up so you're yeah. going to have the most energy then as the day progresses you're <laughs> naturally going to but your body's going to start to tell you earlier and earlier if you're in a fat loss phase it's yeah. time to lie down now yeah and i, and I mean as as kind of the show became sooner and sooner i was napping at like 11 o'clock in mm. the morning i was like what and if anybody has competed or experienced low carb or low calories um it's fog, fog brain. Oh god, prep yeah. brain, the cloudy brain. I was walking down the road like a zombie, like a complete zombie. I didn't even know where I was at one stage, and I was like, "Okay, this is not healthy." The leanest I ever got, I think I was like twelve percent body fat. So yeah, it was really, that's really extremely lean. lean for a woman. Yeah, it was. It was. I mean, it, it looked fantastic, yeah. but my god, it <laughs> felt like shit. And yeah. I, do you know what it is for me more than anything? Like, yeah, I've, I'm kind of out of it. To be honest, it's not the worst thing in the world for me because I'm really <laughs> over the top high energy anyway but it was more my body felt like uh a, a piece of spaghetti oh gosh. do you know what yes. I, and actually i've said this to a lot of people and not everybody knows what i'm talking about but there's a thing of like walking up the stairs and being like wow my body is literally everything would yeah. scream at me like nope no, yeah. no 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 absolutely not like <laughs> muscles stop firing the whole thing and i'm like it's a flight of stairs for god's sake <laughs> it's just that so funny yeah your yeah. body will really tell you like i don't want to do this yep yeah, i don't want to do anything and that would also replicate into my daily life of socializing mm. like i didn't want to go out in the evening with my friends i didn't want to go for meals not just because of the food aspect but because i couldn't be bothered Tired, yeah. to get ready i don't want to have a shower and wash my hair at most I times i still feel that like <laughs> <laughs> I've washed my hair specially for you today, Chloe. And <laughs> she actually has fantastic hair. She needs a hair sponsor. Bless <laughs> you. But I just didn't want to. I just it was preserving that energy because I knew my goal was competing. So I thought, right, for these 16, 20, however many weeks, I just thought I'll do everything possible to to get lean. However, it kind of led into affecting my daily life for a considerable amount of time afterwards. Mm, yeah. And that's where you kind of get to realise, okay, it wasn't for just competing. It's now my daily life and now I'm going to have to utilise this for pretty much 
the next few years it took me to get over it. And it's such a shame that I didn't know that then. And I knew that people would say, oh, it's going to, yeah, you have to reverse diet and all this stuff. And I was like, okay, I can just go back to my normal life. But I couldn't. No, I mean, and okay, so again, we're gonna we're gonna come. We on digress. To I'm sorry. No, not at all. Not, <laughs> no, but it's natural. You know, we're yeah. we're going from one, you know, from pillar to post here. I mean, okay, so so I'm get so the the lowest your calories got was 800. What yeah. what was the highest your cardio got? You stuck to was 45. So your, 45 to an hour. Fine, about an hour, yeah. And you would do this, you know, progressively over the course of 20 ish yeah. weeks, right? Okay, fine. So so it started off around say 30 minutes three times a week. Yeah. And then built up to an hour every day. How many preps in total did you do? Eight? Eight preps, yeah. And you won five shows? Uh, yeah, pretty much. Okay, so talk to me. How did it feel when you won and how did it feel when you lost? <laughs> so when I first started, I, I won three shows in a row. Oh my god! So I was like, oh. you if you don't know about this role, you don't know how brilliant that is. It basically means that, like, okay, okay, look, you know, she needed to come away from it, as, as we're clearly getting to. But it means that she was actually very good at the sport. Yeah, and that's the only reason why I kind of stuck with it because, much to my parents' <laughs> dismay, they did not want to, me to carry on. But they knew I was doing well. I mean, I flew to America and I won out of fifteen girls um, all the way around the what world. What shows did you do? So I started off with UK DFBA, mm-hmm. so Drug Free Bodybuilding Association, and I won their nas- the international championships. And they flew me to America, yeah. and they're part of the WNBF, which nice. is World's Natural yeah. Bodybuilding Federation. And I started off as an amateur, and on the stage. There was around about 15 other gals. Amazing like experience because everyone's from Canada or America or Australia and they've flown all the way to, uh, where did we go? Uh, we flew to Newark and we were in um, Atlantic City. So that's Ooh. where we, yeah, I was like, this is my first time into America. At least it was a good excuse to go. Yeah. Um, and, and gambling. Yeah. <laughs> gambling in Atlantic City is <laughs> illegal. <laughs> oh, how old was I? I think I was 23. 24, 25? Yeah, babe, you were legal. You no, know, I can't even remember how old I was. I can't remember how old I am now. Um, but so I was up on the stage with all these women from different um, backgrounds, different countries, and I thought, this is incredible. Mm. And I won out of all these women. And then suddenly I thought, okay, because backstage I was thinking, damn, she looks good. Because as yeah. a female, you do appreciate the other people's yeah. bodies. You yeah. look at them and you're like, oh my goodness, I need glutes like that. I need abs like that. It's always over-criticising yeah. ourselves all the time. That's what they say you should never do before stage. Because they're like, you've <laughs> well, got to go yeah. out there and, and, and yeah. really like sell your self-confidence. So if yeah. you're comparing yourself, like, just don't look at anyone. Yeah. Just head in the game. Them, but do not look and then, at them. Yeah, and then this was, I was in the tall category, even though I'm only five foot five. Apparently I was tall. And they had the short category too. And then they just chucked me back on stage and said, right, you're competing against the winner of the short category to win your pro card. And I was like, I'm sorry, what? Okay, let's just strut myself. They didn't even tell you that um, that's how they structured the show. No, oh I was God. like, you know what it's like. They're just like, go, go, go. They had... Th- hundreds and hundreds of people backstage yeah. and you kind of just get go push I was like okay act on head up high walk sassy do your routine and just do my routine and I smashed it and won my pro cards straight That's... away and I was like oh wow, wow what just happened okay now okay so now compare that to what it was like when you lost after all because I always really feel for these people like um yeah I obviously follow I follow this world very closely because of what I do I'm a physique based kind of coach and professional so it makes sense that I follow this world 
I was really sad um, when I watched the Olympia this oh. year live on my phone. Angelica <laughs> Teixeira didn't manage to maintain her title because yeah. from what I can see, she's such a lovely person. She works incredibly hard for it. She's incredibly good at it. She looks fantastic. Um, and I really, really was running, like gunning for her to win mm. and you could see it in her face how much she was trying so hard not to cry on stage because all of those months of dieting and training with this one goal and you know especially as well I think in a way if you've won before it makes the loss even harder because you you really know you can do it yeah I think you really really feel like you let yourself down so it could talk to me about when you lost after a prep like that yeah so I I did really well with PCA in 2017 I started competing with PCA um, and I won the Hampshire um what you could say the Hampshire section um and I then won the overall female and the overall female for um PCA was against figure it was against bodybuilding it was against all these women that were massive yeah of course and for me I was like in awe of them but I guess my stage presence um kind of won it um can you not tell from listening to her she's like i mean bubbly I I bubbly and happy and gorgeous beyond belief it's true so but, that's, but that matters on stage uh, yeah definitely yeah. and you get the judge's attention you keep that attention so they're not looking at anyone else yeah so i won that and i thought that's brilliant and i got invited to the finals and i was like okay in my feedback they said you don't need to improve on anything and by finals we're in a week so I was like, okay, another peak week, but I can have a bit more food and let's see how it goes. Peak I was going to say, did you reverse into the second show? So because there was only a week, yeah, it's very hard because I still wanted Domino's. <laughs> I still wanted a pizza the, the night like you, after. Like one night is okay. Uh, one it's night's when fine. It a week, I, yeah. I mean, water retention will be fine. I'll just start water loading straight away the next day yeah. and get back into my routine. But obviously, when you're in peak week, I stop training on the Wednesday for a Saturday show. So I stop yeah. three days usually, three or four days stop uh, before weight training. So yeah. I don't get the weight training benefits. So I then was like, oh no, another peak week. I'm going to miss another four sessions. So I was like cramming everything in. With the spray tan, I was trying to scrub off in the shower. Oh God, <laughs> spray tan is so vile. <laughs> it's literally uh, Oompa Loompa, isn't it? It's, it's just, a, just, I just hate immense spray tans. orange, like 12 layer spray yeah, tan. Yeah, they used to do it to us every week on Dancing on Ice. And every week I would get in my car early to miss the spray tan. And the producers, <laughs> I'm not kidding, would call me and be like, if you don't get back here right now, we're going to have a problem. And I'm, so, I'm such a sucker for peer pressure, so I'd go back, but I hated okay, I'm it. I'm sorry. Yeah, I know. Carry spray on. Every week, though, I, like, oh, every week yeah. they just wouldn't let me go. Because <laughs> it would go all dotty, right? Yeah, it's in the, awful. And it's just horrendous. So I had to scrub that off and then bam, right on the PCA stage again for the finals and bearing in mind my feedback was like you don't have to change anything we loved you we loved it bring this package to the finals mm. yes there's a lot was it the of same girls. judges no a mixture oh. of I think one or two from yeah. each event okay and like there was a, a there was at least nine or ten judges it was yeah. a lot it's a lot um yeah it was a massive show and <laughs> there was a lot of women on stage um rows and rows of us and I was like okay there's a lot of people here but I'm gonna do my best because they said Okay, your package is good. Go for it. And I didn't get a look in. I didn't get... They didn't look at me once on the stage. And I was thinking... Did you not get an individual routine? Yeah, but you know when they're just looking at other people in the background? And I was just, okay something's going wrong here and I don't know what's going wrong and I and I couldn't get their attention and I was doing exactly the same as what I was doing and I felt good. What, what I kind of previously did, I did the same. So... When it kind of happened that I didn't get called out for first call-outs or I didn't get called out for any of the um, places, 
I was extremely disheartened, but I was also really confused. Yeah. Because I was like, you just told me to bring the same package mm. and I just won out of overall of the females. Yes, there might be women that are better than me. You won me, the overall and they didn't even look at you. I don't understand how that works. So I was like, I went back, I went quite negatively, um, was the mindset, and I reverted back and I just thought, I don't like this sport because I didn't yeah. understand it, yeah. the fact that I didn't even get a look in. Yeah. And I do understand that the judges maybe have people that they know up there, but that's fine, people that they might even invested coach. in yeah you get like crossover um yeah. sponsors as well exactly. between the event and then the athlete so i kind of just took it as right that's fine i i kind of gave it my all but i'm now on the tether of i can't do this anymore because i was just starving myself and yeah. i was knackered i was exhausted and i was then going through this cross section of my life where I was actually went part-time with school as a teacher and I was becoming an online coach at the same time because I'd done my PT and I'd done my nutrition stuff just as I left uni, which was eight years ago. Jealous. (laughs) It took me a lot longer to do that, but can continue. (laughs) Uh, But we're always trying to develop our stuff, right? So we're always trying to educate our stuff. Yeah, learning. Exactly. Anyone that dies is not good at their job. I know, 100%. If you can't look back, yeah, it's a science. It 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 moves, it changes. Studies come out and it's still actually, it's becoming increasingly more studied, obviously. But but also, yeah, I mean, look, if you... (laughs) If if you can't look back as a professional at stuff that you were saying three, even two years ago, yep. or even last year, <laughs> potentially even last month, and be like, eh, I kind of changed my stance on that, then you're not doing yeah, the job properly. Exactly. I look so, back and I yeah. think those blogs I wrote. Mm. Oh my god, stop it! I, can't I don't think agree about with it. It makes myself. <laughs> I'm like seven years ago. Yeah. <laughs> Fasted training is best. I'm like, like, oh for oh, goodness dear. sake, Hayley. I know. <laughs> I still get people cut. Whatever. Anyway, yeah. let's move on. So okay, so this actually segues really nicely into my next question, Brilliant. which is. What happened? What was the moment where you went, actually, fuck this. I'm really not doing myself any good here and I need to reevaluate this. Yeah. So I went on holiday about um, a week or two later after that with my (laughs) ex-boyfriend. Now (laughs) ex-boyfriend. We went on holiday and I couldn't let go of tracking on... I thought personally if I got it, I'd be fine. Young people and sports people, we think we'd be okay, but the truth is that it can hit any of us hard. Like, I hate not being able to play GA, not go out and socialise with my friends. The sacrifices are the only way, so we really need to help each other along the way. Behind every case, there's a story. Protect yourself and each other. Be antiviral. Hear more at antiviralireland.com. Supported by the Government of Ireland. holiday I couldn't enjoy myself I couldn't let go of not being able to train I had to train I even felt bad to have an ice cream and I was like Hayley you're on holiday you need to enjoy yourself yeah and I got such bad anxiety whilst I was on holiday we were um we we're in Turkey and there was this gorge and I just got such bad agoraphobia as well as claustrophobia at the same time that my heart was through the roof and I was thinking there's going to be an earthquake. And I was like, whoa, what are you talking about? Chill out. You yeah. such bad anxiety, panic attacks. And I was thinking, okay, this is not me. I've never been like that before. And the older I get, I, the sudden more attacks that I was getting prior to this, I was absolutely fine. And I came back off, on hol- off from holiday and my ex finished with me for whatever reasons. And I was on my own, found myself on my own. 
completely stressed, completely what's just happened in my whole entire life. I've just now kind of been dumped uh, with no explanation. And, and it I was, feels great. And it feels great. This is the second one. Um, <laughs> by the way, I'm happy with my partner at the moment, so don't worry. Yeah, I know. Don't we, worry, guys. Well, look, you know, I'm, I'm very happily married, like obsessed with my husband to a really unhealthy degree, um, but re- very much in love. And hopefully that's that's mutual. Yeah. Um, but I remember those uh, yeah, two, two specific breakups. Oh my, I, I have no shame in saying yep. 100% without a doubt, I still have trauma from them today. Yeah, of course. Say so 100%. Yeah. I mean, it is, a, it's grieving. It's yeah, horrible. And it's a shock. Someone comes out of your life straight away. And when it happens that quickly. Exactly. So I was heartbroken, shocked. And then I was full of this. I've just left my teaching job. I'm now full-time online coach with side PT. And I was like, okay, I'm now on my own. What am I doing with my life? Um, and it kind of gave me the drive and the kick to focus on work, focus on my business. Mm. And then at the same time, I was thinking, I'm not healthy. Mm. I'm not healthy mentally. I'm not healthy physically. Mm. I didn't have a period for three years. So, you know, I'm so lucky this has never happened to oh, me. Brilliant. I have never stopped menstruating. Yeah. But I know a lot of specifically competitors. And maybe it's because you're leaner for longer. Yeah, possibly. So I would get lean and I would stay lean for a really short space yeah. of time. But you guys obviously have to be in stage shape early. The and time, then you try and transition much. over a period of time so you don't gain too, too much body fat. Yeah. So, I mean, yes, this is a thing, right? You talk, talk about that. Yeah. So I kind of gave myself functional um, hypothalamic amenorrhea, mm-hmm. which stems from the hypothalamus in the brain. So anyone can lose their periods at any time. Um, I'm talking purely functional hypothalamic amenorrhea. So this has nothing to do with PCOS. It's mm-hmm. nothing to do with any actual hormonal dysfunctions um, misregarding this. So, it's epigenetic, right? Yeah. So it's external. It's yeah. an external influence on your upon, internal... Yeah being that's the perfect right. word um and this can stem from stress physically mentally or a combination of both mm-hmm. so obviously i put my body under extreme stress for an extremely long time um i never gave myself an off season i hated you putting, never no and how many i was years? awful three so you dieted for that long yeah hence why my that'll body do was it. like woohoo you're not having a cycle <laughs> It's like that'll mess mess you up for for a little (laughs) while. For a very long time. (laughs) Sorry, bye. And that become that attached with that, my immunity was horrendous. Of course. My hair, skin, nails, anxiety, depression, and everything that came with it was just ridiculous. And I didn't (laughs) realise that I was doing this to myself until I came out of it. I with the menstrual cycle dysfunction comes a lot of other bad negative side effects um bone mineral density gets extremely low um which can cause osteoporosis mm-hmm. um i mean females are very um what's the word so we say that we we're more attained to get osteoporosis as we get older more susceptible susceptible yeah, there yeah. we go i haven't had my morning coffee no, i know we talked about <laughs> neither of us are firing all cylinders this morning it's okay <laughs> we'll you help said it, one you another said big words. <laughs> it's fine Carry so um yeah so i um didn't have the as much estrogen as I needed to help my bones and along with that you need your estrogen for muscular remodeling of course so I wasn't getting enough estrogen to grow my muscles so my muscles would stay the same if not get weaker and get smaller because I was in prep for so long yeah you you can't be in a diet phase for that long and not atrophy exactly it's gonna happen and it did and I'm still kind of picking up the pieces now um and along with that came 
satiety levels were crazy. My metabolism shot down because with amenorrhea, yeah. it's yeah. 15 to 20% less metabolic rate yeah, than a normal cycling female. So obviously my normal resting metabolic rate was horrendously low, something like 1,001, not even that. Um, and I was just, I was living on 1,004 and not even dieting. Like that's me thinking that I would maintain my body at 1,400 calories. And my body got used to that and wouldn't even let me lose any weight on that because oh, it was just, un- yeah. This and I wasn't I doing anything. Exactly. Yeah. I, I wasn't doing anything. I wasn't even training to enjoyment. I hated training because yeah. I lost the love for it. Because It becomes oppressive. I mean, this is the thing. Um, so I just, I, I just want to, you know, come in here and just say, there's nothing wrong with entering a calorie deficit and losing yeah. some body fat. In fact, it's perfectly healthy. And in, in some, some, you know, for some people, it's an optimally healthy option. Yeah. Um, and that does also apply to, you know, being not obese, but having more body fat than you need. It's fine. Yeah. Staying in a mm-hmm. fat loss phase, and I talk about this in all my books, every single one of them, staying in a fat loss phase for, in my opinion... Any longer than 24 weeks, that six-month period, this kind of stuff is going to start to yeah. take shape. And you need to be very, very careful. Now, you, I'm a big believer in, in transitioning up and down into fat loss phases that don't last any longer than six months a pop, so in and out. If you're dieting like Haley did for three years, I mean, well, first of all, <laughs> I mean, all. the mental yeah, strength crazy. that that takes, <laughs> it's not at all. It happens to so many people. And, yeah. and also, you know, a flip of the coin as well, it shows how incredibly mentally strong and driven you were, which yeah. is not a bad thing. Yeah, definitely. But sometimes your best qualities can actually be Hindu. things that trip you up in the end. And, and I, I mean, agree. what's it called? It's called your winning formula. Uh-huh. That's what uh, therapists call it. <laughs> can you tell I've been to therapy? <laughs> it's called a winning formula. And it, it can worked. be the thing that makes you succeed can also yep. be the thing that undoes you in the end. Yep. Um, and this is what happened. Very so, true. you know, so this is what I want you guys to take away from this. And I'm going to take push it back on Hayley in a second because obviously she's she's got so much knowledge to share here. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, it's fine. Absolutely fine to enter a calorie deficit, lose some body fat. Fine. It's the long-term approach which is really going to mess with you and, and you need to be very careful. So if you've been, if, if you can relate to what she's saying, please continue to listen. Hayley, continue. <laughs> so, yes, I mean, where, where, where can I continue from? So you're talking was... about all the things that were wrong with your body in the end. Yeah, yeah. And like, as long as, so yeah, as mentioning the physical aspect, the mental aspect was I was controlling every single little thing I could mm-hmm. control. Mm-hmm. So... This meant being single, it was fine. I could do whatever I liked because I was in control. If I want to go out see a friend, I'll probably fast until that point of meeting, which probably was like 6pm. I could fast until 6pm, stupidly, just so I could eat something that was untracked. Because yeah. I know that then those calories didn't really matter because I was fasted the whole day and it yeah. was still, mentally, I was not in the right place or the right form of mind, frame of mind. So I then put so much pressure on myself to still control everything, everything, every aspect, every single thing I could actually think about. And it led to extremely bad relationships with my friends and my family because mm. I was too controlling, too selfish, and I didn't realise mm. that I was selfish mm. in this manner. Um, so it's not until then I was I went through a phase where I was working solidly as a PT in um, a gym just around the corner, and I was doing stupid hours, you know, just 5am till 10pm, mm. and it was a freezing cold gym, old school bodybuilding gym, which I loved, but it was freezing, no Shouldn't heating. Shouldn't be cold anyway. Though. I was like, oh my coat, all day, like, right, let's train. It shouldn't be cold anyway, right? No, no, I 
I always want it when you go into those old school bodybuilding gyms. I'm like, you guys of all people should know it shouldn't be cold. No, we should need to warm up our muscles in a warm environment. Anyway, (laughs) I've actually written complaints about this before more than once. Write a complaint. I have. (laughs) Why didn't I think of that? And I was paid to work there. (laughs) Yeah, you can't. You would have been fired. I'm a member. I can say what I want. Excuse me, this is cold. Um, Anywho. dangerous. (laughs) Um, So I worked then. I was doing stupid hours. And then I had a kind of a what's the word a um an experience that came to me that was a really exciting opportunity and I thought okay I'm gonna go for it and I went on ITV2 uh, survival of the fittest oh my god we were talking about this last night and I and she she said Haley said um oh because I was saying I haven't spoken to my husband in in a while because he's obviously off in the in the jungle and um and the, the second that they land which is a week before they the show they even start filming they take their phone off them and they put it in a safe and I said to her last night like I'm fine not seeing him we you know he's a an ex-rugby player he would go months on tour that's fine not speaking is killing me yeah. and then Hayley just <laughs> randomly replies with I remember when I did an ITV show as well and they took my phone off me and it was like what's the problem why can't I just have my phone and I was in the middle of cooking dinner and I was like trying to figure this out and I was like I'll just ask her tomorrow yeah. <laughs> what? Tell me about this. Really random. Um, a lady, obviously one of the casting producers, reached out to me on Instagram. I had about 20,000 followers just from my computer. From Bikini World. Yeah. yeah fine. So, and then they, she reached out to me and she said, would you like to do this ITV2 show? You have to be single. Obviously, I was single. I was like, mm, no, it's okay. I looked Dang. through I looked through the application form. I was like, no, it's do all it right. Do it for the D. And then, <laughs> and then I thought, do you know what? No, I'm going to do it. Yeah. I'm going to do it. And then she phoned me straight away and I had an interview the next day and I was like, oh, okay, this is moving really fast. This is exciting. Let's go for it. Yeah. So I ended up obviously being successful and there was a long process, you know, it's like to go on TV. There was a very long process that they have to do. Um, and this was around September and the show was in February. Mm-hmm. So I thought, okay, if the show's in February and I'm I'm in September and I'm in I'm in lean shape and they like me like this. I'm oh, going to yeah. have to stay like this. This is another thing that I fell, I fell into yeah. why I reached out to you. Yeah, yeah. You it's get, so difficult. You, put your, you box yourself into a box and then you find success in that box. Yeah. And then before you know it, you can't get out the box <laughs> and you're, and you're trapped. stuck in the box. Yeah, and it's like, oh my God, and this is exactly what happened to me and yeah. this is how we... Yeah, definitely. Insta-friends. Insta Insta-friends. You know. They're my best friends. Um, yeah, carry on. <laughs> and... So I thought, okay, I'm going to have to maintain. I was 54, 55 kilos. Uh, Sage weight was 51 wow. kilos. Yeah, I'm now 58, that. 59 kilos. Yeah. So, so that's I, my but, lean weight, yeah. 58. Yeah. So yeah. obviously I, I don't hold that much muscle mass. Yeah. It's, I only hold around about 27 kilos. It's not okay. much. Okay. Um, I'm very small naturally. You um, are petite. Yes. It's, it's very annoying. It's not at all. You're gorgeous. <laughs> but carry on. You are. Carry on. Right back at you, my love. Thanks, I'm having a bit of a breakout <laughs> today. Self-love. So. I'm just body confidence. Yeah, yeah. body confidence. <laughs> All right, go on. And yeah, so I had to maintain that. And I went through a very long, doubtful few months thinking, okay, I need to look my perfect, my absolute best. Christmas came and I was like, oh Lord, I've put on so much weight. <laughs> and then I went, okay, I'm not actually going to work in January because I was working stupid amounts. It was stressing me out. And I went to Dubai, <laughs> had a little mini holiday and me, me time. And then I found cardio again. And started getting into my cardio and my stepper, and I was then becoming more and more obsessed and getting into that back into that mind frame of yeah. competing. Yeah. 
And once I realised that I was going to be on the show, I was, okay, I need to maintain this figure, this physique. And then I was flying the next day. I was trying to control everything. And you know what plain food's like. <laughs> How many calories do I want to put in that? Um, so once I got there, it was very similar to what James is doing. There was a lockdown period for a week. And mm. I think mine was nine days. So it was a nine-day lockdown. And this was... I wasn't allowed to walk what anywhere. What do you do? Because in my head, I'm thinking, what is he doing? Literally nothing. So I'm like, oh, honestly, yeah, I, mean, I was just fine. in a hotel. Well, it was in South Africa, so it was in a lodge. So I was in a lodge, um, and I had a chaperone, and she was lovely. She, her name was Dee, and she was absolutely brilliant. And I spent all my time with her, and all we would do, I would be allowed out for two hours a day. It's practically prison. I was allowed out for two hours a day, and I would go to the gym. Of course. I was like, so I, I need to get James to the gym. Doing, yeah, right? in the gym on his If you're about time. to go on TV, you you want to look your best. I want my shoulders pumped up yeah. and I want my glutes pumped. Especially <laughs> if you come from this world. Exactly. Like, yeah. That was you my put main so much thing. importance That on was it. literally it. That's the only thing yeah. I thought about. Yeah. Literally that. Your body. So, and then they were feeding me this food and I was trying to track it. And I was like, right, I need to eat 1,400 calories today because I've done nothing all day. I haven't even walked. I would walk around the garden just to get some steps in. And I'm thinking, okay, just not only was my mental strength was a kind of dispersing after nine days practically in this one room. Yeah. I was then thinking, it's okay. Mentally that healthy. Oh God, is it's it? not. That's what they that's why that's, but that's know. also why you have to have so many therapy sessions exactly. you going. James would call me after all of his and be like, I'm really worried that I've <laughs> that I took the therapy session like too seriously and I forgot she's working for ITV. I've told her all my secrets. I told her too much. I was like, I told you not to do that. You have to pretend you're completely normal. I know, right? And then after you're like, Am I normal? I'm not really sure. We're not not nobody no, no, it's okay not to be. <laughs> so did the show um, and obviously came out to oh, a little bit of fame, shall we say, because people then were messaging, following, and I was like, people in the street would recognise me in Tesco's, they would recognise me, and I'm like, okay, this is weird, this is fun, but weird. So now the pressure's even more. The pressure's more because yeah. I have to stay like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I went through kind of a bit of a depression stage. Yeah. Um, it was around four or five weeks after the show. Was that? Do you think that was because of the show? Yeah. Ending. I haven't really talked about it much, and it was something that I wanted to reach out on social media to people, but it was quite difficult for me to talk about because the one thing that did this to me was that every single other person had an agent. Mm. I didn't get one, but I tried to get one, and then I felt like I wasn't worthy of one yeah. because I was a fitness vibe, okay? And so all these people are on these shows like Love Island. They're all beauty vibes, aren't they? They're just... Yeah, and also, can I just... well. <laughs> you're going to have in my experience I love my agents I really do yeah. but I've had far more success with my health and fitness career on my own yeah. than I've had 100%. with a helping hand from them because there's it's still so a really weird thing about women in health and fitness yeah. and it's changing rapidly changing yeah. but it's still, it's still a there. problem with the old school yeah. kind of media world yeah definitely yeah. and I felt a little bit like I wasn't worthy of one I wasn't worthy of any of the events that these people were going to and there was one time where we all went out there was several of us um, and we went out in London and the Daily Mirror obviously captured it and paps were there and they got everyone's name right and they just didn't even get my name like they didn't even put my name in That's there and that weird, was weird <laughs> you got and friend and I was like oh for goodness sake come oh, on babe. I was on there like, too I want a name check. I just want one name, one name check. but for some reason I was still quite just hung up on that and yeah. then that led into me binging 
I went into a binge stage yeah. and I just ate my feelings. I put on a considerable amount of weight for me. Mm. I went up to 62 kilos. So from 55 to 62 yeah. over a short amount of time, that was seven kilos. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I then felt obviously extremely unworthy. I felt depressed and I didn't want to do anything. I didn't want to go to the gym because people recognized me. And then if they recognize me seven kilos heavier, yeah, they're heard, like, holy crap, what's happened lot. to yeah. her? Yeah. Um, and yeah, it kind of led into a spiralization of just bad negative thoughts, body image, dis- body dysmorphia. And then as I kind of started opening myself up and realizing actually I need to see more people I went to see girls from the show um Jenny who's one of my best friends Jenny West she helped me so much I went to stay with her at Easter and we had like five days and we just kind of brought myself back into a sense of reality and and what what's important this is what happens I feel like when you get really focused on your body or your career in any mm. aspect it really, it really it can be anything or on your newborn baby whatever it yeah. is right which obviously I mean, <laughs> which is needs your attention slightly more important <laughs> but um you know what I mean when something really sucks all of your attention and obviously your human relationships on the sideline really really yeah, suffer 100%. and and this is a really common thing with girls who are who are fitness models or competitors everything really suffers and the funny thing is is that when you and I can completely relate to this when you come out of it and you actually start to spend some time with the people who know you like yeah. really really know you <laughs> what it does is it kind of regulates you again to it, it's kind of a nice reminder of who you are what you're about and yeah. how actually other people see you as opposed to you being so in your head because you're not seeing people but how you see yourself and you start to find yourself again and it is really hard thing to do because yeah. I obviously I have anxiety disorders and sometimes yeah. that can morph into social anxiety I wouldn't say that's the anxiety disorder I have but it can it can you morph can get, a little yeah. yeah and when I start seeing my friends again it's not necessarily easy, but oh my God, what it does for me in, and, and, and then I'm off and, and, you know, it started happening now. Yeah. Cause James yeah. is obviously away. So I want yeah. to be around people. So I've moved home yeah. um, and, and to my parents' house in London. Um, and I, I can't begin to tell you how happy I feel oh. and how sad I would feel if I was at home on my own. Of course. I mean, it really we're makes not meant a lot of difference. Be, uh, no, we're not solitary characters. Yeah. yeah, anyway. Exactly. So carry on. So yeah, you, so I totally spent time agree. with her. Yeah, spent time with her and it kind of brought my personality back because she's yeah. a fantastic personality. It brought me back. It brought what I needed to focus on back. And I was just, I left there feeling extremely happy and right. I need to sort, I sort my shit out, out. <laughs> really. And... I then um, started to thinking, okay, I don't need an agent. I'll let me do it myself. Mm. I need to do everything myself. And we started doing some events. I started doing, obviously, body power. um, Mm. And then got being asked to speak at different events. And it got me, okay, my confidence back. Um, Whilst during that time, I was trying to drop a little bit of weight um, to kind of find my, what I felt comfortable. Where you feel happy. what What I felt happy at. But bearing in mind, still then, I felt happier lower and I felt happier at around about 55 kilos um which was still too lean for me Mm. um and around about that time I got invited to do uh some fitness retreats so I got invited to do uh be a trainer at some fitness retreats and I was like okay this is awesome what a good opportunity and I met a very nice man there Mm. And he is now my boyfriend. Really good, a boyfriend. <laughs> He's a good one. <laughs> and I... When your name is half of Christmas, you know you got a good one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 
It's brilliant. My yeah. birthday is 10 days before Christmas and his is Fab. 11 days after. So, you know, we're right in the middle. Oh, my God. Um, and, yeah, so we kind of got to talking and he was extremely intellectual about business mm. and about everything that comes with business. And I was like, oh, I've never talked to someone like this. You I've can never... help me. I was like, oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah you can help me. Yeah. And then, no, it was more like I was like inquisitive about what he was talking about. And I was learning so much from him. And he was a personal trainer. I owned a gym in Newcastle. Mm. Um, and I was learning so much from him that I kind of, my stress has stopped worrying so much about my appearance. And it was more about let's focus on my business, not my appearance. Yeah, my what appearance can I achieve outside of doesn't run dieting. my business. I, yeah. yeah. What else do I have to my life? I know. It's so funny, <laughs> Any strings to my bow? Just dieting. When that lightning it? bolt hits, you're like, oh okay. Oh, oh Lord. Yeah, it's Whereas, embarrassing. Yeah, it's it embarrassing is. on an intellectual, like intelligence level, you're like, oh yeah. I really What have I been doing? Yeah, what have I done? Like it's so ridiculous. You're so much more <laughs> than just your body. Like of course yeah. I'm like look at my job. Look this. at our job. Yeah. yeah. Like diet <laughs> like not diet, sorry, nutrition and training. Yeah. And and getting yourself in great shape and then not getting in great shape. <laughs> I mean it's so ridiculous to pin all of your self-worth on one thing of course yeah I and mean and that could be anything including uh, yeah. your relationship or your best Definitely. mate or your relationship with your mum I mean it's ridiculous you're so much more than that yeah 100% even just your job yeah and everything I mean because of our job it is everything to do with nutrition and training and we're surrounded by it but we need to then branch out and understand that it's not yeah not what we should be about it's not just everything. solely yeah it's not healthy I mean no, I, a lot of my no. when I was a very active personal trainer mm. um for a few years I would say the majority of my clients um were females and yeah. they were first-time mothers and yeah. they were saying I just needed something to remind myself that I'm not oh, just a mother yeah I'm more not, than that yeah so this really does apply to everything uh, definitely yeah especially if you're breastfeeding and you just become this yeah, I know. And that's that isn't that people yep. say that they're like, they're like, I've lost my body. Yeah, it's not mine. And I'm like, I can't relate because that's never really happened to me. But <laughs> yeah, but it sounds pretty, pretty, pretty similar. Challenging. Yeah, 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 exactly. So um, anyway, so we got talking <laughs> and it really helped me understand what I needed to um, grow and what I needed to develop in my business and focus on. Anyway, um, we obviously started seeing each other and he was probably the one thing that helped me develop my relationship with my body, mm. my relationship with my mind and my reduce my anxiety, reduce my depression, etc. Good for him. Yeah, I know. That's rare. <laughs> it's, it's extremely rare. I think it's because he's a Geordie that I had nothing like that down south. Like, has, had to go, enough of this nonsense. <laughs> We're not doing this anymore. I love 365 that. 365 miles. I had to find him up there in in nor- the northern part of this Congratulate world. Congratulate so him from me. I will. He's, um, and... Yeah, so basically, because I was up there in Newcastle, I was just with him whenever I was obviously traveling to see mm. him. He would go out three times a day for meals. Yeah. Okay, so breakfast, lunch, and dinner, we'd eat out. And there was me thinking, oh my God, I can't show him that I'm like obsessively tracking. I can't show him that I've got anxiety about eating out. I'm just going to have to eat out. Yeah. And in the end, I was just having to enjoy these meals and not opt for a salad or opt for the sauce on the side because it's less calories. I was like, Jesus Christ, just enjoy yourself. Yeah, yeah. And because I was forced into it and was forced into making those choices that I needed to enjoy my time with him, and he understood because he'd been lean before for photo shoots. Yeah, he completely yeah. understood the tracking world. And I mean, that's what he does. And that's what we do now. We run a business together. Yeah, um, I'm going to talk to you about that. Yeah. So 
he understood and he knew what I was going through and he'd been through the exact same. So I found that I could talk to him about it. And it was just a relief that I could mention it to someone who was so close to me, but also who understood. Yeah. A lot of people that aren't fitness people, like obviously your mum and dad will support you no matter what, but they will not understand what you mean by, I have to track that one carrot stick. It's a struggle. <laughs> it's a struggle to have someone be like, that's yeah. why when I reached out to you, it was so, I think I just got through what I was going through so much quicker because you were mm. like, listen, <laughs> I've been there. Yeah. I totally yeah. get it. Like, you know, there's, it's there's okay so much to more. feel like that. Yeah. I think I was yeah. in Fiji. It was before yeah. um, a wedding that my husband and I went to in Tonga, which was amazing. <sighs> and it was the first time that I was like, I'm going to take a significant few months of not tracking. Yeah. And I still wanted to train. I like training. But yeah. I, but if I if I can't for it's a okay. week, it's fine. And I actually ended up not training for yeah. a week, which is the longest I've gone without training in seven yeah. years. Yeah. And I was like, my body is going to change. Yeah. It is going to happen. It's inevitable. And I love James very much, but he's mm. never been physique focused. He's uh, Even though his physique is phenomenal, yeah. it's so annoying. He He's yeah, never man. really, yeah, he's <laughs> never had to like diet, for example. No. So he, it's hard because how can you understand something you've never, if you've never been there? Exactly. And so he was just like, I don't understand. You said you were going to take a few months off, so take them off. But it's didn't understand everything. No, it's not that easy. And 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 when I reached out to you, and I think we spoke over the course of a few days. Yeah. It was just nice to know that someone totally understood, yeah. and that um and that it was completely doable, and that it actually and it was based on you the world of good. Yeah. Hundred yeah. And it just kind of gave me a little bit of like a pat on the back, like yeah. it's okay, I'm going to gain some weight. It's not the end of the world. Yeah. Enjoy this trip. I'm in. Bloody in Fiji, Fiji and Tonga. Like, yeah. this is insane. I could have drank a cocktail for breakfast. Yeah, I did. I, I and I did. Yeah. <laughs> Raging alcoholic the whole summer. Every day. But it was great. <laughs> yeah, and it really helps to have someone that knows. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so we only have a few minutes left uh, and then we lose the studio. <laughs> I feel like I could sit and talk to you I, all day. I, I think I could. I think we talked. another few hours. We talk way too much. We just, we're just like, to be helping anyone. We're just like, okay, so I'm just going to ask you the kind of the last. Yeah thing that I think my audience can actually really benefit from um, on a practical level because um, obviously I, th- I hope that they uh, I hope we've helped some women or women out there yeah. deal with this but moving forward in the long term in terms mm-hmm. of being fit and healthy nutrition and training as yeah. opposed to fat loss physique yeah. you know how do I look diet dieting and training yeah. How do you recommend just kind of as a general rule, people go forward and and eat and train to be fit and healthy? Um, what would you what would your recommendations be? Cool. So first of all, never, ever feel guilty to have a rest day. Mm-hmm. I went through so many stages of feeling guilty. Never feel guilty of a rest day. We do need rest in our lives. We do need recovery. Remember, rest days are your recovery from the gym to be able to smash it the next day. Mm-hmm. So two, three, four days a week rest day, that's fine. Mm. Never feel bad for taking a rest day. You should aim to train as much as you can that fits into your lifestyle without hindering it. Mm -hmm. So if it's going to affect your job, if it's going to affect your relationships with your husband or your children, then it's probably too much. Train effectively, weight training obviously that we enjoy, 
but training that you enjoy, um, that you see benefits from, but also that is not going to affect your whole life. Your whole life shouldn't be dictated by fitness and health. Yeah. It should be a part of your life and it should mm -hmm. be empowering your life. It shouldn't be and a negative. And you should be enjoying it as you an should aspect be enjoying of your it. life. Yeah. Exactly. Nutrition is amazing to learn about. It's fantastic if you're in a fat loss phase. You can learn about what fat loss, um, what it should be in, what a calorie deficit is, etc. But again, you shouldn't then dictate your whole life around this deficit. Mm -hmm. If you've got a certain uh, event to prep for, say your wedding, that's brilliant. But don't make yourself miserable yeah. until the wedding. Enjoy your husband's that, not yeah. going to like that. Think of all the celebrations yeah, exactly. that come with it. And I don't... did. I mean, I just had to let. I gained weight before yeah, my wedding, and I was. I like, think I would. It. I would just be like, <laughs> yeah. actually, do you know what? It's not worth it. It's not worth the headache. If I want that bit of cake because I'm trying my cake, I'm going to have it. And yeah. to then understand that. You're not going to ruin the rest of your day by eating one little bit of cake. Yeah, of course. But in that mentality that we used to think, you would. And then you'd end up binging and there's that binge restrict yeah. cycle. You, so You develop fear and it yeah, doesn't need, course. you don't need to feel and scared. That, no, of course not. It's like every single bit of food is just energy. Yeah. Our body doesn't understand the difference between a cake and a protein shake. It just sees it as protein or nutrients and calories. Yeah. And it's fine to allow yourself every bit of food that you can imagine, but in moderation. Yeah. Um, I'm always uh, uh, kind of the person that would say everything in moderation because that for me, when I started eating other foods that weren't on my food plan or weren't on my prep diet, I was like, okay, my body's, yeah, I accept it's a little bit bigger, but it has to be in order for me to be mentally happy, yeah. to have a functional menstrual cycle, to be healthy, yeah. to be fit, to be well, to be happy. I just, there's so yeah. many positives. There are two sides to sacrifice. Exactly. You know, this is this is exactly how you know. This is what I've got to with that. I'm like, who knows if I'm ever going to be as lean as I was before? Yeah. Because you know, what? if I actually get myself into a, into a bad headspace and you can't predict it, I don't know. I don't have a crystal ball. <laughs> I'm just going to stop. Yeah. Um. Like right now, I'm in the fat loss phase. And I'm loving it. I feel yeah, exactly. fine. Everything's Brilliant. fine. But who knows if next week I'll feel like that? Yeah. And if it does, I'm going to be like, oh, I should probably pull back again. But, you know, I did it. I know you what I can do. You go by how you feel yeah. and you know that you can get there again if you want to. Yeah, exactly. And if I don't yeah. want to, I'm don't. not going to force Doesn't it on matter. myself, on my body. Yeah. <laughs> I, Hayley, I've honestly loved talking to you. So I'm absolutely livid that we have to we have to leave it here because it's been an hour nearly. But I, um, I just could talk to you all day long. Yeah, I, I think I could too. There's so many correlations. <laughs> you guys, I really hope that this has helped you. I hope you've learned something on a practical level. Um, and I hope you've learned something on a much more... Um, deep level <laughs> about loving yourself taking care of yourself and knowing when to draw the line because we only get one life and if you are making yourself desperately unhappy chasing a goal then the goal isn't right you you get one life and you achieve it and then and then what you're in the graveyard having lived a miserable miserable existence but it's not worth it but you've got abs <laughs> you've got abs when you popped your clogs it's ridiculous you know I'm I'm really one of those people who's like, if you have a goal and you want to work hard for it, you have to sacrifice and you have to work hard and that is how it works. But if you are miserable for a prolonged period yeah. of time, we all have good days and bad days, but I'm talking a long period of time, it is not working for you and you need to reassess what makes you happy in life and go for that. So Hayley, thank you so much for thank coming you. in. Thank you, it's been absolutely wonderful. Honestly, I've, I'm so thrilled that we managed to make this work <laughs> and um, we managed to squeeze it in so we now have to go. But thank you guys so much for um, listening and make sure that you tune in next week when we will have another incredible broadcast guest. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> 
Really, guys, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Please make sure that you like, subscribe, leave a review. Honestly, the more feedback we can get from you guys, the better. I'm really excited about next week when my lovely husband, Mr. James Heskell, will be joining me to talk about all things body transformation. I didn't think of it that way, of risking your life going to work. But seeing my colleagues pass away in our own ICU, it's just heartbreaking. Please stick with us for a while and just make our lives a little bit easier. And then we can all be together again. Behind every case, there's a story. Protect yourself and each other. Be antiviral. Hear more at antiviralireland.com. Supported by the Government of Ireland. Social Podcast Network.